Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devin Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. Welcome to episode 49 of the Out of the Basement Podcast. Getting I am, there. as always, Devin Turak, joined once again by Patrick Gleason, my hello. co-host. Uh, just the two of us today, two originals. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still the two remaining founding <laughs> <laughs> members. <laughs> and number 49, we're getting up there. 48 went up uh, to, well... Today, today, but yeah, yeah, the day that we're recording is yeah. the day that forty-eight went up. So that means probably means the day that forty. This one goes up. The day we start recording fifty. <laughs> yes, that's that has, to be. that has started to be a trend. I think. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we just watched uh, Batman versus Superman, which we will talk about the second half. So keep aware of that. We're giving you the heads up that there will be a lot of spoilers probably for that. Right. So we'll we'll actually let you know when we're done with the regular podcast recording yeah and then when we switch over into our review of batman vs superman if you haven't seen it at that point you can just turn the episode off or listen to it and or listen to it if you want but yeah but there's going to be heavy spoilers so uh be warned ahead of time if you don't want to be spoiled before you go into the movie turn it off at that point you won't be missing anything else that's all we're going to talk about. exactly uh Darren, you've had a busy last couple of weeks. Oh my god. Okay, so I just got back from the 2016 version of Adepticon or not version, but the the 16th Adepticon. Right. No, 8 18th Adepticon. Oh, that's been around for a while. 20 I don't remember. I don't, I don't know numbers. <laughs> uh, it actually is written in Roman numerals somewhere on the cards, some the cards and, and other merchandise and stuff. Now you can I check got. it and put it on. You know when you put it I, up. I, I could. I probably won't. No, <laughs> it's not really that important. Anyway, um, as always, Adapticon was an incredible time. Um, I always go down with uh, Geek Nation Tours. Yes. Who, um, I will talk a little. We'll talk a little bit about the new network that Terrace Cassidy is putting together. But uh, uh, that's that'll be later on. That'll be like news and rumors. News and rumors. Okay. Um, so yeah, Adepticon 2016 was fantastic. I uh, went down with a lot of new people who I had never met before. So some of them were on their first Adepticon. Mm-hmm. Some of them, it was not their first Adepticon, but it was the first time they were on the tour. Um, I did, however, run into uh, a pair of Brits that I met in Japan. This, this amazing couple who, two of my favorite people from that trip, Happened to be down for this trip as well, so we spent a lot of time oh, together. Good. That was fantastic. It was their first Adepticon, so they had, I think they had a really good time. Um, so, yeah, so the first night we had our welcome, like, meet and greet dinner, yeah. and a bunch of um, uh, companies got together, sent representatives, and then they demoed some of their cool new games. So, uh, Mantic Games was there. They were demoing uh, whatever their sci-fi drop zone. Drop zone, yeah. I think that's, I think that's what it's called, drop zone. Um, yeah, I saw some of the pictures there for the uh, the the box set or the boxes and the kickstarters and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so really yeah, cool. there was a bunch of stuff in the in the in the goodie bags as well. In fact, I think I got the the full drop zone rule book in my goodie bag. Nice. That was pretty cool. Um, who else was there? Uh, Red Republic Games were there. With their brand new system called Arena Rex, yes, and that yes. I have gone crazy. I know you, you said you've been doing lots of painting and everything. Oh uh, yeah, so this is the first thing that got me back into painting in the last two years. Uh, I've done more painting over this past weekend than I've done in at least the last two and a half, three years. But Arena Rex guys, or and all those? all Arena Rex models. So, so. We had that demo the first night, mm-hmm. and we had a coupon in our in our VIP bag, which was good for any of the small base minis that they put out. 
from their entire line. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I want this mini. I've heard good things about this game. Yeah. I love Gladiators, mm -hmm. which is a, this is the Gladiator combat game. Um, I'm definitely going to go and do their demo that night. So I did their demo. The demo was incredible. Um, they had two of their factions with okay painted models ready to go for us to play. It was an even match. It was the, the 13th uh, Legion against uh, Ludus Magnus, who were the traditional gladiators from a gladiator Ludus. And I ended up playing the 13th Legion. And it, uh, my original plan, just based on looking at their, their models, the 13th Legion was okay, but I really liked the look of the Ludus Magnus, so that's what I was going to focus heavily on. But I actually ended up playing the other side, and my god, is the 13th Legion ever awesome. <laughs> they have this, this special rule where um, if they're in base-to-base -base contact with another one of their models, they can swap places free charge. Oh, so no, normally because, you can't switch. No, normally, yeah, you you have each movement. You you only you can only activate one model per turn. So if you wanted to get in front of one one of the, your models, you would have to activate the guy behind and then move him ahead of. But I mean, if if he's already in combat with someone else, he can't move. You you really can't get between them. But with the 13th Legion, because they're so used to doing things in formation, they can just, swap, they just swap for free. Yeah, fantastic. So there's a lot of tactical elements to it. So if you guys are wounded or exhausted, you can pull them off the front line and, and replace them with someone else. So very cool game. Bought heavily into it. Like uh, I pretty much picked up. Yeah, I think uh, from what you're saying, you had a lot more than you meant to. A lot more than I meant to. Yeah. So I, I picked up a starter box for both of those for both of those factions because I, I figure. Okay, listen. I'm I'm gonna buy all of one faction. Yes. And then I'll never get to play because I'll I won't have anyone else to play with. So I have to at least get the starter box for for another faction. We should try uh, playing over here. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Once I finish painting all the models and putting them together, we'll definitely get a okay. game going. So um, there now, are wait. Sorry, I have a question. Is it two? Is it two player? Or can you play four player? Or? You can play multiple people. Okay. Yeah. That's so there, there there was talk of there there are some special rules in it where if you're pushing a model from from uh, an opposing model into one of your own guys, mm -hmm. that guy gets actually gets a bonus to his attack because he has a friend assisting him. Oh, right. So that, that's pretty cool. And then there was questions on Reddit. They're, they have they have a whole Arena Rex section on Reddit, so slash r slash Arena Rex, um, where people are discussing multiplayer rules. So if you have like three or four factions all fighting at the same time, what would happen if you pushed one of your models or one of the opposing team's models into a third party's model? Do you still get that assist bonus, bonus and you don't? It's only for if you're um, if it's one of your own models. How many factions are there? There's four factions total at the moment, and there's like a fifth kind of. Oh no, actually, there's there's a fifth monstrous faction, and there's a sixth kind of faction where if you take one guy and you take some creatures, he he's actually like a beast trainer. So he actually, those those beasts are no longer wild. He, he can He's, control them. Okay. So that, that's kind of like a, a secret hidden sixth faction. So the factions are Ludus Magnus, which are the gladiators. The original Roman. The original Roman gladiators. 13th Legion, which are legionnaires. Fantastic, by the way. The models look amazing. Yeah. Um, there's the, I always have a hard time pronouncing it, Moritari, I think is what they're called. These are the Egyptians. Oh, okay. Incredibly cool sculptures. Nice. Very, and they play so different than the other two. And there's a fourth faction whose name I can never remember. These guys are 
Okay, because this, this whole thing takes place in a mythic version of our historical world, it's uh, what would happen if the, the Second Roman Age never happened. Right. The, the Germanic wave of hordes didn't happen, okay. so they, they actually ended up thriving. Uh, the Vikings had nowhere to, to raid in Europe, so they went to the North America and merged with the natives. Native. So oh. the fourth faction is a mixture of Native American motifs and Vikings. So that would be, that's what I want to play. I that know. Would, I, the she second, knew. The second I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's, that's Pat's right there. Got on Facebook, yes. So at Adapticon, I picked up just about everything for the Ludus Magnus. Okay. I think there was one small base model and then another leader type who has a, an additional sculpt where he rides a bull. Oh, all right. So those I didn't pick up. But I picked up everything else. You should have picked up the bull, because then you could use it for Pendragon. With the Hold on. Okay, Hold sorry. on. So that's what I picked up in Adepticon. And then for um, Arena Rex, I, I, I ended up getting another free mini card oh. from someone else's bag who, did, yeah. who didn't want it. So I picked up the starter set for the 13th Legion, and I picked up one additional guy who's an, an old Roman general who's... Too old to lead. Oh, that's perfect. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Nemnogonus rises this again. Although the cool thing about him is one of his arms is withered and tiny, like it's shriveled up and old, like as if he's suffered an old war that's, wound. Yeah, exactly. So, but he's still an incredible general. So he, he, uh, and this guy is so funny. He has a high attack. He has okay armor, but he's super weak in defense. So he constantly needs like a bodyguard. But if he has a bodyguard, he is incredibly strong. Okay. Uh, so I picked him up for, for as my free model. Yeah. And then I may have bought more since I got home. Oh, uh, okay. I went online. There's actually a sale going on right now. Um, there's a good chance it'll still be on by the time this episode gets released. So go check it out, www.arenarex.com. I'll also put it in the show now, notes. Now, have you checked out, like, Silver uh, Snail? Or oh, no, no. They, it, this, this, is, this is the first time they actually had... Okay. Models ready to no, go I, for sale at Adepticon. So I mean, you won't be able it's to find not, it. It's not in stores right. yet. The, really, the only place to get it for the moment is in there from the, from yeah, the website. Okay. Yeah, yep. So I picked up two more starter boxes for my two missing factions, and I added one extra guy for each of the factions as well, just so I'd have four models to play with. Mm -hmm. And then I completed my Ludus. <laughs> <laughs> so you bought the. So I, I I picked up the missing dude and the bull and the bull rider and the rider without the bull. <laughs> So oh. I now have everything for Ludus Magnus and well, that's, that all is the, the starter box. That is the one that you wanted to have. That's, that, that's, that's my official faction. Yeah. The cool thing about the Ludus, they have very little armor, but they have slightly higher hit point counts, so they actually want to get hit and they want to get hurt because as you get hurt and wounded, you actually gain favor with the crowd. And oh. that favor with the crowd uh, uh, equates to additional dice you get to roll for your attacks or your defenses. Oh. It, they have a so really... They, they like getting hurt, solved yes. to a certain point. Right. Not to, not to death. Not to like, death. But they, yes. They want to bleed. The, the more they bleed, the happier the crowd gets, the more favor they raise, the more, and the, 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 the more they can do. So the, the mechanics of the game are actually very simple. You get a number of dice depending on your attack stat, or a number of dice depending on your defense stat. You roll that pool, and anything above a four is a success. So whoever gets the most successes has a, an effect. And then on each character card, because the, all your information is kept on a card for, your, for each character, um, there's a track 
of so for each success that you do, you go further down this tree, yeah. and the tree branches. So um, you have some options of what you want to do. One option is always straight damage for most of the characters. Another option is our pushes. So you get to maneuver your character around or the, your opponent around. And then um, sometimes it's adding fatigue to an opposing character. And so when you're fatigued, that takes away your ability to, to do an action. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them are things like there's one guy named Mycon who's the big guy for the Ludus. He's this enormous giant. He could pick a guy up and just throw him. <laughs> So if you, if, you, if you go all the way down his track to the bottom, yeah. you can throw him. And there's a really cool thing about him is if, if you end up going all the way down the track, you can actually do it in reverse if you wanted. Oh. So you can throw him first and then push people around. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, super fun. Very tactical game. Now, is it usually one, one character versus another character, or do you also do the ones where there's like the, you have multiple people versus multiple people? Right, um... The way we did it, it, it was a three-on-three game. So you'd have one leader character, which has a slightly larger base, yeah. and then two attacking characters. Um, that's a standard size game, is three characters. So a starter box comes with one large size base and, and two. Two, small ba- two small bases. Um, that's it's kind of like your minimum size that you want to do. Because there's a special rule when you're down to your final guy, all of a sudden the game slightly changes, and you get to do more stuff. Okay. Uh, one more question. Sure. Well, several ones, but... Does it have in there or in the, any plans for experience? Like you know, the more often you fight, the the, the no. more the crowd, like the more you become a crowd favorite. Right. Like the the, the real gladiator right. games right. where you'd be known after so long. It's like oh, here's the you know the Hulk Hogan, if you right. will, of the you know the arena. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's there's no experience rules. There's there's no like um, campaign rules. Yes. But. I'm sure it wouldn't be that difficult to make. Well, same as we're talking for uh, Warhammer 40k. Right. You know, have stuff that, okay, if your guy survives for so long, he gets to be known and, you know. Right. Um, That's actually uh, available in Necromunda. Necromunda is a squad-based game where you use Games Workshop miniatures, but you form a gang, basically, and you go and and raid this this forgotten city. We We should get that... Uh, yeah, so they're, 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 one of their specialist games, so it was discontinued a long time ago. Yeah. But the rules are available. Also. So all I mean, normally it's three versus three, but there is there. No, you, you can go up to like six, seven, eight guys versus eight guys. Well, that's what I'm saying because then you just end up doing the the, the mass combat, some of the yeah. mass combat yeah. stuff where it's like okay, it's the whole circus of like okay, right. you guys are here. You have all four factions. There's ten of you per side, right. and then good luck figuring out how, which how you want to break it up. Right. I think it would be fun actually to do like a. Three on three on three. Yes. Or a four-way three three-person. Well, duel. since you have all the starter kits, we can do that. Well, eventually when they arrive. No. Oh. They're they I bought them online, so they're yeah. still alive. No, that's what I mean. Like we could plan with the yeah. Jason and yeah. Phil and others to do that. And it's 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 relatively quick to pick up the rules. Like the like we basically did it for, I think, an hour and a half and had a full game from start to finish. Oh, that's good. Sure, there was a guy who was who was um, one of the creators, or at least the guy who works for the company. Who was there to give us instructions? Well, that, that helps. Always helps. It, it really made things go a lot smoother. Yeah. But yeah, we had no problem picking up the game. Good. It's very simple. Okay. But tactical. It's yeah. Cool. So what else did uh, so I, the, okay, I know? So that that was your big one. That, that was, was that was the big thing that I went uh, that night to get and drinking. Yeah, we won't we won't talk about <laughs> the amount of drinking that I did. I think I spent more money on drinks than I did on actually picking up stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. I spent an, an incredible amount of, of money on alcohol. 
but not not relevant. Um, so another another thing that was demoed at Adepticon for us specifically was Star Wars Rebellion from yes, Fantasy Flight Games. Yeah. Um, basically, it's the entire um, you, you get a map of like the the known galaxy, and so there's planets. And if you ever played the Rebellion video game, it's very similar to that. Okay. Very cool game. Um, and then uh, the third one. We got some sneak peeks of things that ha- aren't, aren't out yet, but will be out soon. Oh my god, one of them is this amazing Star Trek game. Yo, that's the one you're talking... Yeah, yeah, so, so it's called Facebook, Star Trek Ascension. Uh, if you've been on our Facebook site, I've got a link to a guy who did a, a proper write about it. Because while I was playing Arena Rex, he was playing this game. Yeah. So he got a, a hands-on experience with it. He did a really nice, long write-up about the game. And it's like a first-day purchase for me, oh, for yeah. sure. In fact... The guy who did the write-up, he he's part of a another podcast called Man Battle Stations. He's a naval officer, so it's uh, his podcast about naval wargaming. Um, he's going to Gen Con, where it's getting introduced and released for the first time, and he's potentially promised to pick me up a coffee. Oh, that'd be awesome! So I, it might literally be a day one purchase for me. Yeah, I'll just wire him some funds. I was going to send some pics so we can put on the. Well, the pictures are already available. I took a couple pictures myself, and yeah. I think I put them up on our Facebook I think site. so, yes. That's how I saw so, them. But the, one's like a box, a picture of the box, and one is a picture of the game in play. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. Um, and there was something else. <coughs> oh, right. So that, that's a game put out by Gale Force 9, which is a division of Battlefront Games, I think, who do Flames of War, which is this World War II miniature combat game. Um, they have picked up another really big license that they're putting out a board game for oh. for um, Doctor Who. Oh, really? Yeah. So in in the main pack, okay. they're going to have eight Doctors available from the entire line. Yeah. And then every month they're releasing a new Doctor with some additional back background stuff, some mm. additional cards, additional yeah. tiles, whatever. Until they get the full 13th line of 13 Doctors. So you can oh, play they, any of them for the first one all the way to the latest. All right. That looks that, that pretty sounds impressive. like it's going to be a great yeah. game. That'd be pretty impressive. No, that's yeah. a, and that, that's a lot of work too. It's, yeah, but that's also I'm sure a lot of licensing fees as well because right, right. So um, the ascendancy starter box I think he said was going to be a hundred dollars US. Okay, which it's not. Uh, that's not cheap. That's no. a pretty expensive board game. But the amount of stuff that you get in it, it looks like it's going to be. Worth yeah, it. but I mean, look at uh, Talisman now. Yeah, it's like they've the way they've. Redone it. It's mm-hmm. I think about a hundred bucks for right. the, the box. Or yeah. Space Hulk now is. Oh well, Space Hulk has always been because it's a Games Workshop specialist game, yeah. and it, there's so many miniatures in there. That's always been a very expensive purchase. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was I think the first night of Depticon was all this, <laughs> and then the second night we had a Meet the Podcasters night where a bunch of uh, podcasters who are either they're on the network or they're joining the network. Um, they came and we just had like a night where we hung out and drank right. and chatted. And the third night we did Medieval Times. Oh, nice. Which That's awesome. That is amazing. amazing. Yes. I took probably 250 pictures nice. just of the combat. You know, next year you should try doing a live podcast for uh, Out of the Basement, perhaps. Oh, at uh, Nepicon? Yeah. Um, well, I did that the first two years I was there. Yeah. And um, I don't know, the, the interest in it waned the the last couple of years. So sorry, the first year I didn't do it. Years two and three, I did. I did a live podcast from there, 
and then years four, and then now year five. I, we, I didn't record anything. But who knows? I'm going back next year for sure. Yep. And apparently I'm going to get to go for free. Oh, really? Yeah, which is amazing. And the reason for that will, will come obvious later. Because I'm going there for free, um, I might be able to help someone else go as well. And maybe oh. we can do a, a proper recording there. If I can save up some money, I'd be very interested. It's 1500 bucks. That's not that bad. Though. Which isn't terrible, but it's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. No, it, well, it's because the whole thing. It's all inclusive, though, right? Like, I mean, yes. Sorry, not the... I mean, the hotel... I yeah, it inclu- includes your access to the... To the um, Event yes. it includes your hotel. It includes every dinner. Um, the only thing it doesn't include is like breakfast and lunches. And breakfasts are very expensive, but I didn't have breakfast once the entire time I was yeah. there. And the booze, which the booze is it's not expensive. Well, okay, it is if you're drinking at the um, the specialty bar that they put together for the nights where we ate in the hotel. Right. Like not had had a special room reserved for us where we had our own private dinner catered for us by the hotel and they had a bar, cash bar set up for us by the hotel, there you're paying $9 US for a can of Guinness. Which is ridiculously expensive. Yeah, it is. Um, so At the pub, it was like a, a mini pint for, I think, $7, which is still yeah, expensive. But it is. Uh, but we bought our own stuff So yeah, and had it ready, wait, ready waiting for you at the hotel when you arrived. Smart. Yeah, so I picked up two bottles of tequila didn't bring any home. Bastard. We went through both two entire bottles of tequila in the four days, five days that I was there. Um, now, for those of the gaming stuff mm-hmm. that you did, how about, because we'll talk about me in a second for sure. movies, movies and stuff, besides the obvious one. That oh, I'm not done about talking about Adepticon. Oh, you're like, not? There's oh, so okay. much more. So, Adepticon is an incredible place where there's tournaments going on yes. for every system you can think of. Warhammer. Both 40k and fantasy. Uh, anything put out by Mantic Games. Anything put out by um, uh, Battlefront Games. Anything put out by um, Weird, who do Malifaux. Um, there was like 20 or 30 different tournaments going on over the course of those four days. It it is an incre- It's a, it's basically the biggest uh, convention for, for miniatures. In North America. Well, it's also board games and miniature games. Well, board games, It's there, there aren't any tournaments for board games. No. But there are always board game demos going on. Um, this year, they actually introduced RPG events. Oh, really? Because yeah. So, yeah, usually that's more Gen Con. That's more Gen Con, yeah. yeah. So, But this year, I actually took part in a Star Wars, uh, the Fantasy Flight Games, Edge of the Empire Star Wars mm-hmm. role-playing game on one of the days. Oh. It was fantastic. Um... There's painting classes being put on by, like, Crystal Brush winners, world-famous painters, yes. who are teaching you how to do really cool individual techniques. Things like um, wet blending, where you're, where you're doing your actual blending of colors yeah. on the model. Oh, really? So you've got, two, you've got a brush with two different colors, yeah. and then you're doing the blending literally on oh, the model. Wow. Um, there's a guy who was, or a girl who was teaching, not this year, but last year, Meg Maples. She was teaching how to do proper whites. And white, you think, oh, yeah, it's, it's easy. Yeah. But, oh, my God, no. there's, there's so much gradients in it and, and, and shadowing and, and how to do all that stuff. Whites and, and blacks, actually, yeah. at the same time. Um, there's a guy this year uh, who runs Badger, which is an airbrush company, mm-hmm. teaching you how to use an airbrush. 
that be and before they would do demonstrations of how to use airbrush. So yeah. there'd be a guy at the at the front of the class showing you how to do stuff on a model, but you never get any hands on. This year, every station had its own airbrush, had its own compressor, and they they had hands on experience. So did you do it? I didn't. See, oh. I, I, didn't I didn't know that's what it was, was going hands on. on. Yeah. Next year, I'm doing it for sure. Yeah. I might actually even take two classes. That'd be impressive. Yeah, because like. Well, I have an airbrush and a compressor now that I've never used. Oh, you used. do? Yeah. Oh. Well, see, I, I, I found... So Badger makes amazing airbrushes, and I, I managed to find a sale, two, I think two years ago, on Amazon at Christmas time, where a $300 airbrush was on sale for $49. So naturally, yes, I bought, yeah, bought it. it. Yes. And I'm like, well, okay, now I need a compressor. And then I went on eBay and found a company from China who, puts, who has put together a package of two really, really cheap airbrushes and a compressor for like a hundred bucks. Bought it. The compressor itself is worth a hundred dollars. Yeah. Those two airbrushes are basically, oh, things I can practice on before it's, I touch this beauty no, no, $300 exactly. airbrush. Yes, yeah. And so eventually I'm going to start getting into airbrushing. That'd be cool. I don't know where I'll do it yet, but I'll no, figure something out. Well, like, you know, uh, when you start buying, uh, you are playing Templars, so Black you, Templars, yeah. Black Templars, so Dreadnought, or oh yeah, uh, any vehicle. Vehicle. Airbrushes are perfect for vehicles. Yeah. Airbrushes are amazing for base coating. Yes. So it, you once you put together your model, you want to base coat it. Well, Airbrush. there's there are some techniques you can do where you can do your shading on the model using your primer before you actually start painting it. So you hit the whole thing with white to yeah. begin with. And then you hit it from underneath. Sorry, you hit the whole thing with gray. Yeah. Then you hit it from top with with white, and you hit it from the bottom with a darker color, and boom, you have automatic shading. Oh. Yeah. That's that's a brilliant technique that I found or learned for the first time. And that's with airbrushing. At, no, it that was on the airbrush course. It was on. Um, no, but I mean, you can do it, you do it with an airbrush. You you can do it with an airbrush. You can even do it with a spray can. Yeah. That's a nice touch. I'll have to try. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a neat little. And then, I mean, I, I bought I bought a lot of paints recently, right. and I've got uh, like five or six different types of brushes as well, like okay. including like the one or ones that are like one or two hairs on there, yeah. like really super fine yeah. stuff. And now I've got the bigger magnifying glasses and everything. Yeah. Well, like the lenses and stuff, so I can actually and clips to hold them. Mm -hmm. So I can uh, I want to get into that as well once my class is done. Nice. I want to start doing some more painting for Good. all the works. Yeah, and stuff. we'll finally get you into into painting again. Yes. Yes. That. Sorry, I didn't interrupt there. Okay, so I think that's about all I'm going to say about Adepticon. Okay. It's stupid fun. It's a very expensive weekend, but it's worth well, sorry, well, a four day week yeah, weekend, it and it's worth every penny of it. Yeah. It really is. Um, and you get to meet some incredible people. Um, next year, I think Graham McNeil is coming back. Oh, really? He missed it. This I love Dan Abnett if he was there. Dan Abnett hasn't been there in six years, yeah. so he was there the year I couldn't make it because I was in <sighs> Turkey, and he's been he hasn't been there since. since. Aaron Dembski Bowden was there Ooh. the year I couldn't make it, oh. and he hasn't been there since. <laughs> You're like, oh, I missed out on. Andy Chambers was there last year. Andy Smiley has been there for the last three or four years. Yeah. So, so these are authors. Some of you may know them. Um, authors from Games Workshop. Yes. Um, Black Library. Black Library, really. But they put out the 40k novels, and some of them. Well, some of them are the better. Novels. Some of them are the better 140k novels yeah. out there as well. Like, yeah. some, there are some of the better, well-known authors, and especially Dan Abnett. He's done different series now. Well, yeah, Dan Abnett basically starts off every series. Yeah, he's he's the guy they turn to. He's their probably their top author. I would not, and he's well, he does, and he's job. amazing, and followed very very closely by Aaron Dembski. Yes, I love that guy. No, unfortunately, I haven't done very much. 
any new gaming stuff. Okay. Just the, uh, well, the Patrick's D&D campaign. Right. Um, but hopefully in the summertime, I'll be doing more Warhammer 40k stuff as well, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be picking up a starter pack soon. I have a lot of orcs, thanks to you and Paul. <laughs> but the starter packs are nice because it's also got some uh, uh, the Death Dread. Mm-hmm. And that and stuff like that, so I can get that for armor and stuff like that. Cool. And the IG, I'm sorry, I'm not going to call it the Adeptus Militarius or whatever. Militarum. Militarum. It's the IG Imperial Guard, man. That's what are you it's actually going to get to IG, IG now? I'm going to. You're going to buy an IG well, Starbucks. It, it does fit in because the I still want to get back onto the Dark Heresy. Mm-hmm. There's only war sort of campaign. Yeah. I was well campaign, if you will, where you guys were doing it. Yeah. So I would like to have that where every once in a while you guys would have interactions on the. Tactical level, okay, and we'd actually do it on Warhammer 40k things. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you guys would get special rules. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that because that's They're very, very like IG. IG get blown to pieces. Yes, yes. You but know. you guys would be like a special unit, and you'd have special rules right. for your characters. I don't know if I ever told you this, but when I was at Adepticon, not last year, but the year before last year, so two years ago, um, I picked up a set of ten. Conscript, conscripted um, uh, penal legionnaire penal models. Legionnaire, really? <laughs> yeah, they're all ready to go. They just have to be oh, really put together and painted. Okay. We could totally do the orange jumpsuit and everything. Yes. <laughs> no, okay. You guys aren't like you guys aren't the orange jumpsuit. Do you? Well, we still have the, the collars, right? No, none of you guys have collars. Oh. That was the thing in, the, in the, my thing. You guys oh. didn't have collars it's okay. because it's a different type of one where it, it's very fanatical. Okay. Believe in the emperor. Yeah, believe in the Emperor and uh, have faith. And there is no collars because you guys are put in the front. Right. Well, not you guys because you're characters, but the, right. the, the first line of prisoners is, go forward, if you live, the Emperor shines upon you right. and you're chosen for further <laughs> stuff. If you don't, well, you're dead. And, you know, you've served your purpose. Okay. Only in death. Interesting. Duty ends only in death. Um... But there's anyway, a, yeah. But sorry, more, okay. more stuff. Go ahead. So movies. So I, uh, I'll, I'll talk about my movies in a second. But that's sure. all, that's all I've done for gaming stuff. Okay. So for movies now, because you've been well, you've been doing a lot of Adepticon and painting, so you probably haven't been too many movies. Right. So um, I haven't seen anything actually movie related. Um, I recently started watching House of Cards, but it doesn't really fit into no, our our type of. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's still TV series. Sure, but, but it's not really the kind of stuff that we normally talk about. Um, that's. I'm trying to think what else. I've been watching, and honestly, since Marco Polo, I haven't seen anything that would fit into our, um, oh, uh, Daredevil, the second season of Daredevil, I watched that. So did I, uh, I've got a review coming out, uh, hopefully I'll be posting it sometime this week, okay. my review of Daredevil, okay. um, but yeah, go, you go ahead. Um, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I love the Punisher character. Yes. Um, the fact they made him a um, uh, like a PTSD vet or like well, a, no, no, they're not doing the PTSD. Though. No, you're right. You're right. It wasn't because of PTSD. It was because he was injured, and that altered his brain somehow. Yeah. Actually, that's I, what caused him. That to I don't mind. Actually, that that I like better. Like in the comic books. It was a very weak thing, right? What was I mean, it? It was a pure vendetta. Yeah. Well, he came back from war because he was a Vietnam War of that yeah. initially because and his family got gunned down. In the, his in family gets gunned down by criminals. Yeah. And so he starts hunting criminals. Yeah. And well, what's interesting is um, because like the the Punisher has gone through again. It's comic books. When he first started, he was not a, a 
any sort of heroic guy. He was supposed to be a villain. Yeah, of course. He was against Spider-Man. But everyone loved him. Loved which him. Is why he, they kept he they, kept Then they back. just uh, you know modified him, changed him, mm-hmm. and made him a little bit more likable sure. as opposed to the, you know, I'm just killing people, the Grim Reaper of Death right. sort of idea. But yeah, that, that's what the original one says. Again, it's similar to the Batman motif that I'm against violence and criminals because of randomness, right. not specific, oh, this happened to... You know, I was gunned down for this reason. It was, right. oh, I don't like crime overall because right. there's no, the justice system is not mm-hmm. there for every person. He just took it further. But yeah, in Daredevil, um, like I said, I have a review coming, so I don't want to say too much more on it. <laughs> but I, again, I did like it. Mm-hmm. It was it was a really good show. John Berthold does a great job of playing the Punisher. With Love that, them. The, the, and the dialogue and interaction between Daredevil and Punisher mm-hmm. is very well done. Yeah. Well, that, that whole show is... Seriously, it's some of the best superhero TV shows. I started ever watching together. a bit of Jessica Jones. Haven't gone too much into it. Uh, um, a bit tougher. Yeah, to it is. and uh, so that for me, for movies, I've watched a few. Well, again, some are not as that more drama and, mm. and stuff. But I did see I Frankenstein finally. Terrible. Terrible movie. Oh god. Funny. Oh, we know without a doubt it. But it, terrible. It's one of those bad movies. But good, right? Because you can make fun of it. You can right. you can you can get there with your buddies and, and like, let's have a drinking game with I Frankenstein, right? Or tear it apart because the special effects aren't that good. Yeah, the but writing it, is. It's also a bit of an older movie too. It is, it's but it's also the writing movie. is bad. The, 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 the direction, like the plot, is what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it, but it's not a bad horrible movie. Right. It's just bad but cheesy. Cheese, good cheese level right. of movie. I, I, that's one of the ones that I recommend if you're in a mood for a cheesy sci-fi movie. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even call it. Sci-fi. No, sort of it's, barely fantasy. I don't sort even. Of know, I don't know what you would call it. Actually, I don't know what genre it would fit in. It's not really horror. Well, it's sort of like a fantasy horror sort of thing, ah, but it's not really horror. It, but I mean, gar- the gargoyles are guardians for humanity. Right. It's, only, it's the order of guardians. And, and uh, the, oh, yes. The yeah, demons. the whole thing's really silly. The demons are on Earth until they get forcibly sent back to hell. They're right. stuck there forever. Right. But how'd they get to Earth in the first place? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, what, nothing gets explained. Nothing gets explained. <laughs> and it's just silliness. And, yeah. and the Frankenstein monster... Like, Oh, I mean, the actor did a go okay job doing what I mean yes. with what he's given. Right? Yeah. What you're given, you're like, is this my lines? Are you, are you serious? Is someone supposed to... So I was like, wait, give me some more booze. Okay, I'm good to go now. Yep. Um, and then I saw one that was actually not too. It was an interesting one. It was not too well known. It's called uh, "He Never Dies" okay. with Henry Rollins from wow. Henry Rollins Band, The Black Flag. Black and that. Flag, yeah. Um, he plays an immortal who has who has a need for human flesh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so kind of like a twist on the old vampire myth. Basically, yes. Okay. Uh, and I don't want to say too much, because I, I do recommend people see And this, this is on Netflix. It's on Netflix now. Okay. I do recommend it, because it's an interesting it. one. And, and Henry Rollins, I, I think he did a decent job. I mean, yeah, he's not a top-notch actor. Yeah, he's a but, little wooden. But then again, Keanu Reeves, Kevin Costner. Yeah. So, okay, he's... Um, there's one scene I have to say it's it's not really a spoiler but he goes looking for trouble right in the city he's he's purposely looking to like right. fucking kick some ass and that and everybody person he meets is apologizing to him <laughs> oh oh sorry dude you lost your money here's your money and I was like oh I'm really sorry and so he he's just going around trying to find people you know that, that are 
obnoxious or whatever that he, right. can, that he can go after and kick the ass and is kill he, him. Is he in Canada? No, no. It's <laughs> that just, would be funny. It, no, it was. It would be the, I'm sorry, but it was so funny because he's going around and everyone's like, oh, here, sorry, sir, you know, and all this. And he's just, he's getting more and more frustrated, but he can't say anything because people are nice to him. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, some of you be assholes, please. Nice. Um, I mean, okay, again, the story's not the, the best, mm-hmm. but it's better than I, Frankenstein. Okay. Um, and again, it's it's sort of a different take on yeah, the vampire immortal motif sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, the ending is he tortured? Does he does he miss his humanity? Does he brood? Uh, no, he 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 just the broods because he's sort of like just leave me the fuck alone. Okay, like I've been around long enough. I don't want to deal with people. Right, like, fuck off. Listen, I've only been around 40 years. I don't want to deal well, with that. All he does is, he's like, it's not much of a spoiler. He pretty much sleeps, goes to a restaurant, and plays bingo. That's all he's pretty much his life. Okay. He was like, well, why do you do that? That's all I got. I don't want to do anything else. And that's so, like I said, it's an interesting take. Okay. And he does a, a good job. And I do recommend it on Netflix. Again, it's not a, a top-notch one, mm. but it, I, I recommend it. Uh, obviously, Daredevil. And other than that, sci-fi, not too much more. I've watched, I rewatched again, um, Dark City. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, it still holds up too. I, it's it like does. a twenty-year-old movie. Exactly. It came out the same time as Matrix. Right. And I can't believe Matrix is almost twenty years old. Yeah. And the thing Jesus. is, what I liked about, I mean, Matrix was cool, but it had much more kung fu sure. over-the-top action. Dark City didn't have very much action, mm. but it was much more cerebral yeah. in my rewatching it than The Matrix. Yeah, for sure. It, and it's far more creepy. Yes. Oh, it is. It like is. That's, that's like, I, I almost want to say that's a true horror movie. Yeah. In, it, in the classical sense oh, of horror, is. not gore fest. No, no, no. But like psychological horror. Psychological horror. And again, it brings up the who are we? How do you know who you are? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, yes, that, that was the thing on The Matrix. But Dark City, I thought, did a better yeah, job of it. For it's sure. like, well, if your memories aren't your memories, mm-hmm. are you you? Right. And uh, so, as I said, I really enjoyed watching it again, going, oh, wow, yes, I forgot how well done mm-hmm. this movie was. And it's too bad because it never got as much play as it should have. I think right. it's because it's Matrix came at the same time, but also it was probably too cerebral for people at the time. Yeah, probably. And they just didn't want to get into it. I mean, it's same as Memento. Great movie. Oh, I, I think everyone recognizes the brilliance <laughs> of Memento. And, I've uh, never heard anyone say anything no. about it. But Dark City, I, I don't think people give it enough chance at the time. Maybe. So now that it's on Show Me, so I, I recommend, if you haven't seen Dark City, or if you have, yeah, watch it again. Watch it again. Yeah. It's, it, it does hold up really yeah. well, and you will you will enjoy it. Yeah, I, I saw it maybe four or five years ago for the yeah. second time, or like third or fourth. Yeah. Or so that's pretty much it for novels. There's a lot of uh, upcoming Warhammer 40k stuff that I want to get. I was at we were at Games Workshop today, the the store here. Oh, were you? And they got they got hardcovers in, but fuck, it's of course. Oh, look, it's hardcover instead of trade paperback or stuff. Yeah. But there's some good ones, including the Return of the Wolfen, which ties in a whole bunch of stuff, not just in the novels, but in the actual the game, the game itself. Yeah. Now I don't know. There's rumors all over the place that the Emperor's going to die in the Warhammer 4K yeah, universe and be reborn a, as a, a star decade. child. Yes, but I think they're actually getting to the point now where they're going to do something okay. because the whole Return of the Wolf and stuff like that is built into their uh, mm. mythos. That's pretty much all the movies in game. Well, the the sci-fi type movies that I've seen. 
uh, recently. Yeah, I don't have any more to really add to that. Um, I, I can't think of anything I've watched since our last recording yeah. that would be included in this. So now, for up-and-coming stuff, there's okay. a bunch of upcoming stuff. Okay, news more, and rumors, let's do it. Well, no, not just news and rumors, but upcoming stuff is uh, April 30th. Yes, is International the, Tabletop Day. International Tabletop Day. Out of the Basement is going to be trying to do a live podcast. Yes. Um, we haven't discussed any other details with the relevant people yet. No, so we can't say anything. But, but we're hoping we, to have a place to do it. We want to do an event. And we want to do the event out in public. And we want to invite people to it. We're just trying to figure out where to do it and how to get the word out. Because we're also going to tie it into our 50th episode. Yes. So hopefully this will be out before the 50th. Cause yeah, we yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put it out before. So... Anyone who's hearing this, well, hears us, please, we will post more of where we're going to do, hopefully do the Out of Basement live podcast. Mm -hmm. As the 50th edition, edition, please come out and support us. Yeah. Um, or, and come out and support, support International Tabletop, Tabletop, Tabletop Day. Day. So I think what I'm going to try to do is bring some board games to a place in the public, and then... Yeah, I'll bring Conquest and Firefly and a couple other... Yeah, ones. definitely bring Firefly, yeah. that's an awesome game. And then, but maybe we'll, we'll get to have, like, maybe three or four tables set up. Yes. And then have different games going on, and yes. we'll help people out, or we'll take part in the games, yeah. and then we'll talk about it on the podcast. Exactly. Um, I'm super excited about oh, that. I've been wanting to do this for a while. And so, the other one that's going to be interesting is this is a upcoming news. That, well, the Killing Game, or sorry, the, 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 the killing, killing Joke, Killing Joke is going to be made into a movie. Yes, an animated animated movie movie. put out by uh, DC Comics. Mark Hamill is going to be playing the voice of Joker. Yes, he did an excellent job in the Batman animated series. Yes, and for those of you who probably may not know, but the Killing Joke was one of the really really dark Batman graphic yes. novels. The Dark Knight was dark and grim, mm. but the Killing Joke had a lot more. Material that was very dark and, and, and questionable, and, yeah. and that. And yeah, it's it's a bit of a tough read if you're reading the novel or the graphic novel itself. Mm -hmm. But one of the best. Well, there's lines. way too many mature themes on there. Like, yeah, if, if they're going to do a Killing Joke properly, it has to be rated R. There's yeah, yeah, and one of the reasons they're doing it as the animated is, I guess, to avoid some of that. Yes. Um, uh, having act, act real people in those yeah, positions yeah, and those sort of things. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say too much because I, we do recommend you pick up a copy of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely read the graphic novel because it's amazing. But it looks like they're going to be very faithful to the storyline. Yes. And those DC animated movies are actually oh, very really well done. good. I, I like them. All the ones I've seen on Netflix and other and all mm -hmm. ones, I've enjoyed. I've seen a bunch of Justice League ones. I've yes. seen some Superman ones. Like they did Death of Superman, the... The, uh, yes, they did. The they did that very story. Well. Very they did well Dark done. Knight. The Dark Knight. They two, did because there's two parts. Yes, yeah. That that actually is an incredible set. Those two. Yeah, I have them that's on Blue very right. faithful to the the, the graphic yeah. novel. I mean, there's a couple minor tweaks and sure. changes, but that's fine. Uh, they did very well. Now, coming now, okay. You mentioned Mark Hamill as the voice of Joker, but guess who else is coming back for that? Kevin Conroy coming back as the voice of Batman. That's true. He, that's true. That guy has the definitive Batman voice. For anyone who's watched the animated series yeah. back in the early 2000s. no, you're right, you're right. He he did a great job. So, yeah, the, two so the, the two of those together again doing Batman and Joker. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. Can't wait. Um, now there's upcoming well the J.K. Rowling stuff we saw today the trailer. Right. So there's a new movie coming out in the Harry Potter universe that actually doesn't have Harry Potter in it. Well, it's back in the 20s or 30s. It's, oh, is that what it's supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, it's, it's way back in the 20s. Okay. And um, it's called. 
mythical, fantastical, fantastical beasts. beasts and how to capture them. Or, yeah, or where um, to find them. Where to find them? Yes. No. Uh, it. I don't know. I, I'm a, the Harry Potter ones I enjoyed, but it wasn't big of a fan of. I actually I, really like the Harry Potter. But I don't know how well this one can do because period pieces are always hard to do. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's a 1920s and sort of one. It, it may or may not. Uh, other than that, I know I'm looking. For, we're both looking forward to Suicide Squad. Yep, that's coming out very soon. And then I'm talking about Captain America: Civil War. Yep, that's in May. And now uh, I can't think. Well, besides the episode 50, we're also going to be tr- doing. Um, uh, I forgot. I got to point so this out. <laughs> originally, episode 50 was supposed to be our movie review. Yes. Critique and contrast of RoboCop. The original and Robocop, the remake that came out a few years ago. That has been moved because of International Tabletop Day to episode 51. Yes. So that's going to be coming out in about a, probably about a month's time. Month's time. So but basically the old Robocop versus the new Robocop. Right. And I think without even having watching both back to back, I'm sure without a doubt we prefer the original. The original is such a brilliant commentary on society that it's really hard to get anything that's as good as it. Yeah, as I said, I was I didn't mention it because I hadn't actually watched all of it, but I started watching the new Robocop and as soon as I saw PG thirteen well, I went PG thirteen. The fact that you haven't been able to get through the whole movie in one sitting alone tells you all you need to know yes. about what you think of it. Yeah, it's it's but much listen, don't don't I don't even know if you want to watch it all the way through. No, I think I'm not going to. I, I'll, Just I'll, wait, and then we'll wait, watch it together. Yeah. Wait, so do you have a copy of it then? It's on Netflix. Okay, so I don't need to worry about no. getting a copy. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, do you have Netflix hooked up to your computer or to your TV? Oh, yes. No, this one here. Uh, yes. It's because here. we're going to watch it here, right? It's, it's here. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that's it for news and rumors. And so I can't Well, I have a one huge news and rumor. All right. News, not rumor anymore. Uh, so I kind of teased about it last time on our oh, last Oh, that's true. About uh, a new network coming out. So um, Terrace Cassidy, the man who runs Geek Nation Tours, has bought out 40K Radio from Romeo, who runs uh, Battlefoam. So originally, 40K Radio was put out by a guy named Spencer and a bunch of his friends. Um, they kind of got tired of doing it, so they, Romeo didn't want it to, to go away. Yes. So he bought everything. All the recording equipment, all of the um, storage equipment, all the old episodes. He's, he basically bought the whole thing, kit and caboodle, for a lump sum, never disclosed, and then built on it for like the, over the next five or six years. He's gotten to the point where he's no longer able to do it himself and have the same kind of quality and and camaraderie that, that 40K Radio brought with, with uh, Kyle and, um, and Rick and the, the banter that kind of happened between those mm-hmm. two. So one guy has a new family, one guy's going off and doing a different job, so they're never together anymore. They just don't have time to record. So over the course of the next year, they're only putting out six episodes. And during these episodes, they're going to be bringing in new people to kind of transition over as the new trio mm-hmm. who are going to yes. be do, taking care of 40k radio from this point forward and they're basically rotating out and that'll be the end of them so on the sixth episode and they're counting backwards so the episode the number six was the first one right so by the time they get down to number one that will be the last episode with anyone from the old uh, sorry number two is going to be the last episode with anyone from the old and number series. one is a brand and new number one will be a brand new series altogether yeah in addition to that 
they're also Terrace is expanding it from just one single show to a network of shows. So right now we've got seven, I think, podcasts who have podcasters who have signed on. I think exclusively on the network. And so, you're one of no, no. Nope. So the D6 generation is now exclusive on um, on the network. The old screaming heretics have have parted ways, and they've actually formed two separate podcasts. One is called Anonymous Tabletop. That is on the network. Okay. Um, uh, independent characters are on the network. Another 40k uh, radio or for another 40k centric podcast, but they do all, some other games as well. Anyway, so there's there's like a, a whole bunch of of podcasts that have signed up to take part of this network. So the whole aim of the network is that by combining forces and putting all of our shows out, all of their shows out through a single feed, they share their listenership. So anyone who's a independent characters fan and there's a large listening community will automatically be have a chance to at least experience all these other shows. Well, that's good. So sharing of uh, of, of oh, no, yeah. fan base and stuff like that. Anyway. Right. And I've been tasked as to be the voice of the network. Oh, sweet. So I will Props be, to you, Mr. Yeah, sure, thank you. So I will be doing all of the introductions for uh, these, these shows. Everyone does their own independent um, editing, yeah. but they send me the final file once they've done editing. I'll be putting in all the ad breaks, all of the ad ads themselves, because it's it's ads. There's going to be ads. Well, it has to be ads. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be doing like an outro, and I'll be then posting... All of the, uh, the, the 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 files. So I'm 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 basically taking care of everything for the network. That's gonna be a lot of work for you. It's gonna be a lot of work, but it has some additional benefits where I'm going to Adepticon for free from now on. I know that out of the basement podcast might get a couple little nods yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not we're not joining on as a full fledged member. No, no. But we can because we we don't want to lose our our autonomy. We want to be able to post our own our shows oh, whenever we yes, want. Yes. We don't want any restrictions on the kind of topics that we can discuss, which, unfortunately, it's just the nature of the thing. Because it's a, a business that's being run by a businessman, there are certain restrictions on what you can do. Like they, he, does, he wants it to be purely positive. So a lot of the negativity that sometimes in podcasts... <laughs> like us? That, everyone's all like, it fucking yeah. sucks, and Kevin Costner, what the fuck's he doing? No, I don't, th- I don't think you have a problem with that. It's more about, you know, you don't want to say anything bad about any of the sponsors. Oh, and we, we disc companies left, right, and center. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, yeah. there are... Except for Guinness. We love we Guinness. But, so but if any Guinness reps out there... There, there are shows that are extremely negative towards certain aspects of the hobby yeah. or certain types of players or certain large companies, monolithic companies that don't change with times. Yeah. For instance, 40K Radio got to be a very anti-GW show over the course of really? the last six years. Yeah. So there, Romeo, because Romeo's a businessman and a very shrewd man and... Some people may question his business practices or whatever. I've met him in person. He's been nothing but super, super nice to me. I have nothing bad to say about him. Nor would I really have anything bad to say online about people in general. No. I mean, and GW is a company. Yeah. There's some good and bad aspects to it. I mean... But, no, GW, the problem with GW is... See, this is the kind of thing that we really wouldn't... 
get just to go into detail about why we think this. But GW has its own problems in that they don't change the times. That's true. They're very set in their ways, and for the longest time, they were the big boys in the block. They had like 98% market share. Yeah. Now they have maybe 40% market and share, because they but they change. act as if they still so, have 98 yeah. And the thing, and that's a problem. They didn't go with the times. Right. They haven't updated a lot of stuff. They right. still, they, they're mm-hmm. still that very demanding company. This yeah. is how it will be with yeah. us or else. Yeah, so we're, we're going to dictate to you how things are. It's rather like, oh, than realizing there's so many other options out there now, now yeah. that sometimes people aren't playing their well, games. Well, look at like War Machine is a direct yeah. competitor to Warhammer 40k. And I haven't, I haven't tried War Machine. I'd be interested to try... Listen, I have a bunch of uh, starter sets from the Adepticons that I've gone to. For War Machine? For War Machine. So we should give it a try at some point in time so we can yeah. dis- that where we can actually discuss the difference between Games Workshop and War Machine. Oh, they work so differently. Like, the games are no, vastly but, different. I know, but at least we'd be able to say, well, you know, the War Machine is good. We mm-hmm. haven't tried it. So. Sure. Um, the other news is, like, I know we are planning to start trying to do something without a basement podcast mm-hmm. with our friends who do Warhammer 40k. Yeah. We're hoping to put up some podcasts or that are like com- sports commentary towards Warhammer 40k. Wait, are they going to be podcasts or vodcasts? Vodcasts. Right. They're, 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 they're going to be on our YouTube channel. They'll be on, our on YouTube channel. your YouTube channel. On my YouTube channel. Not on the Out of the Basement podcast YouTube They can channel. be on both. Okay. I can link them both. I don't yeah, care. Okay. It's either one. But for those ones, I don't want to put them on the Out of the Basement podcast because there'll be more of that. Sure. And that, and that's something we're hoping to get going again, like you said, in a couple of weeks. Uh, there's a big game, right? So um, our friend Jace, who has been on the, uh, the and show Phil, before, who's been on as well. Yeah, I don't know if Phil's going to be there because I think he's working that weekend. But, but yeah. Jace and I have a large two thousand point uh, battle between my Black Templar and his. Tyrannus? No, 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 no. His uh, Space Marines. His Space Marines. His uh, Raven. Raven Guard. Yes. Yeah. And but we're going to be also doing an interesting one. We're going to be doing taking pictures and videos, and then Devram and I will be doing a uh, commentary of the battle. Right. I still Color commentary. I, I still don't know how I feel about this, but we'll, we'll see how it turns out. We'll see how it turns we'll out. We'll try it. At least try it, and then we, if, if it works, we'll, we'll keep, keep yeah. going and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. So I think that's pretty much it. We're close to the point now where it's the. Uh, yeah, I think we're we're about that time. Yeah, we've got about an hour almost in. So yeah, at this point, we're gonna say if you whoop, 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 yeah, whoop, if, if you haven't seen Batman versus Superman and you don't want to know anything about it before you go and see the movie, maybe turn off the episode now and then wait until you've seen it. You've been warned. You've been warned. Right. Actually, so, don't come back because that's gonna be the end of it. No, no, no. Pause the thing or stop it. Go see the movie. Oh yeah, then come back. And then come back and, see and what listen we say. to what we thought and yeah, exactly. no, see what, what you think. Right. Um, so we both enjoyed. It. I really like. I mean, there's yeah. there's parts to it that I don't like, which we'll get into later sure. on. Now, I have to start off with Ben Affleck as Batman. Excellent. Excellent. No problem. Oh my god. Although. As as Batman, it doesn't really make a difference because it's been in the, the suit. suit. Yes. His acting. Kind of plays into it, but it's. But again, it doesn't. Yeah, because you're. Yeah, it they're changing the right, voice in the suit. However, him as Bruce, has Wayne. Bruce Wayne, very well. He did a really good job with that. No, and well, actually, he did the the scenes where he's training as Batman and mm. stuff like that. And this is one where Christopher Nolan's Batman got away from. He's more of a detective in this one as well. Right. Like they were saying, Alfred in one scenes, you did this as Bruce Wayne, right. not Batman. Right. In fact, all the stuff he did as, as Batman. 
had no real effect. No. You only finally got information when you all of a sudden put that Batman persona away. And became and the became Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne or sneaky and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and use your brain. Right. Like, again, he's sitting on his computer and a lot, I mean, he's putting clues together, right. which shows he is a detective, not just, I go beat people up for information. Exactly. And you're right. All his beating up got nothing. Right. He, he was beating up low-level punks who had no actual information. It was all the other stuff that he it, yep. it was advances and stuff like that. Now, you did mention that this was, it is combining sort of three separate stories. Right. The Dark Knight one, which is very obvious, Batman and Superman. Yes. Uh, the Death of Superman. Yes. From Doomsday. With Doomsday. And the inf- infamous yes. storyline where it's Superman yes. becomes the... The tyrant. The tyrant that takes yes. over the world. So, tied tied so, into the death of Lois Lane. Right. So, yeah, basically... Lois Lane's death at the hands of bad guys, kind of not not pushed on by Batman, but but kind of because of Batman, basically makes Superman snap, and he says, "That's it. There will be no more crime," and he Takes turns it. into this hard-handed, brutal tyrant yeah. who basically then rules the world. And that was the whole basis on the infamous video yes. game and everything, yes. where they had the different worlds colliding. Correct. Now, then you had the Dark Knight. Returns, which it took place a little bit earlier than in the, the actual comic, the graphic novel, because mm-hmm. uh, in the graphic novel he's closer to sixties and stuff like that. Right. So. Uh, but it's still in this one. It's, it's twenty years. They they did a little bit of the Batman background story, which mm-hmm. again I'm, I wish they hadn't. But it did it. They did very little. They right. tied it in. Yeah. So his origin story. His origin story. The problem I have with the the way they depicted the origin story, though, is that okay. So here's the thing: Batman becomes Batman because he watches his parents get killed in a random act. Of in violence. a random act of violence caused by his actions. Yes. So he, Dis- he, he asked w- them to leave the show early and go down the alleyway. He asked them to go down the alleyway. Yeah. And then his parents get killed. But his parents get killed while they're complying with the, uh, the the attacker. So the guy pulls the gun on them, says, give me your money and your jewelry. And they're complying. They give them the money. And they sh- give them the jewelry. And he still kills yes. them. So that makes it a far more senseless act of violence. And this is where, where the blame for himself comes from as well, because they're doing it because he's the one who has to leave early. Right. He's the one who wants to go down the alleyway. Right. So that's where his, his whole I'm to blame right. as well. In this one, however, it, as you're watching it, Bruce Wayne isn't complying. He actually starts... Not, yeah, not Bruce Wayne. Um, his father. Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Actually starts fighting back. He yes. puts the fist, and he goes to strike the guy, and that's when the gun goes off. Yes. That's no longer a senseless act of violence. No. I mean, it's still a terrible thing that happens. But at that point, Thomas Wayne is the cause of that, that yeah, his not death. Bruce. Not Bruce. Yes. So that kind of, I, I feel, takes away from the whole overwhelming need that Batman has yes. to fight against crime. this this because he's still got that deep seated right. issue that he's to blame. He, yeah, right, exactly. He was powerless in that position, and now it's his almost his moral responsibility to, to stop that yeah. from happening to other people. I had problems with the fact that there was to me too many either flashbacks or dream sequences sure. in this. Like, I don't mind one or two, but I felt they they over. I think there were six. Yeah, in total. they, they over a little too much. A little too much. Like one or two, I can be fine. But they did way too many. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we had an issue with was Lex Luthor. 
I did like a lot of parts of the way that he was manipulating stuff and everything, mm-hmm. but he was too too much Jokerish, too yeah. Jokerish yeah. for Lex Luthor. He was Lex Luthor supposed to be a yes, he's driven and he's crazy, but he's not Joker crazy. But hold on, is he crazy though? He's evil, yes. I never saw him no, as no, crazy. No, though. No, that's what I mean. He was brilliant well, and um, uh, uh, unscrupulous. Well, no, crazy in the fact that I meant, like, as in a, a, a truly psychological craziness. Right, okay. Where okay. he is... He's, he's, a, like, he's a psychopath. He's a, a psychopath. A megalomaniac psychopath. Yeah, exactly. That's where I meant crazy. Or actually, no, sorry, not psychopath. No. Sociopath. Sociopath. He wasn't yes. even narcissistic. He's more like... No, no, he wasn't in love with himself. He was... He was but a, megalomaniac, a megalomaniac, yeah. for sure. And that's what I'm saying. That's the crazy I meant. Right. And... I did not get that from this movie. No, this he, was, more, he was far more crazy like the Joker. Well, it's also, he wasn't actually, he was the second Lex Luthor, right? Because his father. Fair but, enough. But also, it's also, they, they, they made him now, because from what they put in there, that his father was an abusive and probably sexually abusive to him. Quite possibly. And, okay, I understand you have to build up a re... But you know what? Like, Lex Luthor does not read, he's... A megalomaniac. Yeah. He wants the power. Right. There, he doesn't know, need a backstory. He doesn't need a backstory. He so, needs his power, there are right. some people that don't have. Oh, they were abused or whatever. No, no. He wants the power. Mm-hmm. He he got it. He's rich. He just wants more. And that's yeah. been proven happens nowadays with really rich people and yeah. really powerful people. They just want more. Yeah. And that's all they had to do with Lex Luthor. Is like I've got this. Uh, I I need more. Yeah. Uh, how what can I do? I will make a god bow to me. That's right. And. And that's what they should have just done with. Not the little giggly, like, at the end when he's like... <laughs> yeah, that's like, That's Joker. Joker. That's yeah. not... Lex yeah. has never been that type yeah. of... And that's why villain, like, Lex Luthor's always been Superman's villain. Mm-hmm. Not not a Batman type right. villain. Um, now, the fact that they put Gotham and Metropolis across the bay from each other... That was, was funny. That was interesting. I, I, sort of a way to tie the two together. Mm-hmm. I, I worked. Uh, good things, okay, so let's go back on the good things. Ben Affleck is Batman... Perfect. Yeah. Eh, Superman again. Well, I think Harry Cavill is Harry Cavill Superman does a great fantastic. job. He does. He does the. And I know you don't like. The, you're not a fan of Man of Steel in the first. Time. Listen, the, the problems I have with Man of Steel are not with him. Right. They're but with the, he, the you writing. Have to, he does do that. That good, brooding type of of. Not sure how where I fit in the world right. or, or what he does that well. That sure. that sort of, I'm torn. Like you know, do do I? Why am I trying to help people? Well, see, the reason he's trying to help people is because that's what was instilled on him by his father. Yeah, I know. Fucking oh, which he changed, which I know they changed him, but but he does show that the the, the, the conflict sure. of and at least now people actually be able to figure out who he is. Yeah, that, that was another good one. Is like, uh, dude, we're not stupid. You're you're Clark Kent. Like, no, no, the only people who know that are the superheroes. Yes, regular no. people don't know. Lex Luthor figured it out. Did he? Yeah. That's how community would get his mother. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. Um, and also Lois Lane. Hey, shove. Hey, Lois, time, time you be rescued. Shove. Yeah. yeah. Um, so overall, the character were well done. I mean, there, there was obviously, oh, it's a superhero one. There's always people doing stupid things. Um, the Right from the beginning, I like how they set up the storyline against Batman and Superman with the fact of the destruction of the Wayne building. Mm-hmm. And... Bruce Wayne, Batman, blaming Superman. Yeah. Sort, sort of right. Like, there was thousands of deaths. Like, right. that's what you didn't get at the end of the Men of Steel. You never got that, oh my god, there's thousands of deaths. Yeah. Well, let me make out with my girlfriend in the middle of the, you know, people dead. Right. Whereas, right away in this one, you got like, no, no, there's people that died. Right. Left, right, and center. Right. Because of your fight. Which then I found interesting, because at the end, 
Batman's like, I've got to draw him into me, into the city. Yeah. It's like, Wait um, a second. you're the one who was pissed off at Superman in the at the very beginning because right. he had a fight in Metropolis. That's right. And, and now draw you're this. drawing this huge, <laughs> undestructible yeah. beast into the city to yeah, follow you. I know. Dude. But the problem is that's where the spear was lost. Well, I know. The, the spear of destiny. <laughs> the spear of destiny! Um... Overall, the fight scenes were well done. Mm-hmm. Again, though, I feel like a lot of other people have said, I think they tried too much into this. Yeah, and definitely, totally. Definitely setting up way too much of the Justice League right away. Well, actually, I, I like the way that they introduced the new characters without really introducing them. Yes. Through the those little videos that were taken. Well, they did that in um, one of the X-Men movies, too. They? Right? Yeah, they had the Sentinel program and stuff like that on right. files and that. Right. So, it's been done before, but... I mean, the, they... The Flash and Namor. No, I'm sorry, Namor is the uh, Marvel that's one. Marvel. Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Um, I do actually like how they're re-imaging or re-imaging, re-imagining, imagining Aquaman. Right. I mean, that's been going in the comics for a bit mm-hmm. because he's always been the butt of the joke for the longest yeah. time. Of, oh, dude, you're kind of green and orange suit, and yeah. yeah. I understand part of it is because they realize, okay. If he's born in the depths of the ocean, the pressure is a lot more insane than right. there. So if he comes up to the surface, yes, he will be stronger and sure. be able to take more punishment. But that never came off in the comics or no. the way back when TV animated shows and stuff like right. that. Like when you, especially like things like Super Friends, where he really yeah. is the butt of all jokes. Yes. But if you're, um, like. Seriously, no one can actually stand toe to toe with Superman. No. As 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 strong as this guy may be, because of the uh, the the depths that he came up from. Oh, he's not. He's, uh, he's really not the, at the same kind of level. No. As Wonder Woman, I, uh, fantastic. Okay, I was seriously yeah, worried you, you about Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. They did an excellent job of her in the costume. I, I wasn't a huge fan of her out of the costume. No, but in the costume, she did a wonderful job. And she actually had the proper look of Wonder Woman too, which I really liked. No, that's true. Like she did a good job, and also I like the fact that she's a warrior. Mm-hmm. So even in the fight when she's you know, things were going on, every once in a while she'd have a smile because yeah, yeah, it's like she's, a, this, this is, is like, all this yeah, is cool. Someone's offering a challenge. Someone's yeah. you know tough, I, and that I like because it's that's always been Wonder Woman's thing. It's like she is a warrior. Right. She is out there to have. I mean, she likes having a fight. Right. Um, Superman's never been the one who likes to fight. No, he, he fights because he has to, not because know, he enjoys it. You know, and, and same as Batman, the same. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's been the, no, no, I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior princess. I like fighting every once in a while, especially if someone can give me a challenge. Yeah, no, I was, I was very happy with her role as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Again, not I mean, so much of her as, like, uh, Diana Prince. You know, I had an issue, like, it was a weak link, though, unfortunately, between getting her into yeah. the thing I think they could have tried to do more, but then again, there's supposedly 30 minutes extra on the director's cut. Oh, is there really? Yeah, so there's 30 minutes on the director's cut, so that that probably ties it in a bit more. Maybe. Uh, Now, the death of Superman, Superman dies. Oh, yeah, spoilers. Spoilers, that's what we said. Well, wait, no, no no need, you've already seen it. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but he, well, but again, they're sitting at the very end Mm -hmm. where... You know the dirt move. Sort of, you see the dirt moving, so you know Superman's coming back because well, the, you can't have Justice League without Superman. Superman. Um, so that was tied in, a reverse tie-in to the Dark Knight, where it's Batman who dies, 
in the comic, the graphic novel, except he, he, he kills himself with the right medication to start his, stop his heart. Mm-hmm. But then when he's being buried, his heart starts again. Mm-hmm. So they sort of did the two, like Death of Superman and Death Knight, Dark Knight Returns, sort of. Now, I know in, in well, the thing is, because in people aren't happy with the Death of Superman one, because there was just... A, I think it was fantastic. It was a pure gimmick, though. They realized it was a pure gimmick to read to get Superman interest again. You know, Okay, it, was, it might have been at the time, but it was. the storyline of the of the oh, whole Doomsday, Doomsday yeah. and and him causing the death of Superman, and basically Superman just basically tiring himself out trying to fight this guy, and when he finally does, he he's pushed himself past that that yeah. limit, and he he crashes and then he's done. Yeah. But there's 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 all these scenes of Superman being taken to the hospital, the vigil outside the hospital, yes. waiting to see what happens. Then the eventual death, and then the the public outcry, yeah. and See, then the, this the is where I think internment to the monument. Yeah. They did too much in this. I, I don't think they did too much at all. I think they did a perfect. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, they, what they should have done is introduced Doomsday at the very end of this movie. Oh, and then made that a whole other movie, and then made Death of Superman the whole birth of the Justice League. Like, that that would have been, I'd have no problem with that because that's what I mean. Like the whole movie where it's like Doomsday versus Superman mm-hmm. with the other heroes coming yeah. in at the end, going, "Oh shit, we have you know like." They help out, mm-hmm. but and that's what makes the Justice League is the death of Superman. In a, it's a whole movie, not, right. not not tied in. Yeah, not the last thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like this one could have been Batman versus Superman, and then at the very end with Wonder Woman realizing, oh yeah, okay, there's stuff going on. Lex Luthor's out there, you know, and then the sort of the the, the, the catchphrase that the the, the the cliffhanger mm-hmm. is Doomsday waking up, right? With Lex Luthor going, I've got stuff in motion, right? You know, like you know, the thing is. He's coming, but not meaning someone else, meaning Doomsday is coming. Right. It's like, I've already got stuff going. You don't right. know. And that would have been good. Because that, that would have been... Because there's a, there's a three of them sort of going, okay, well, do we go our separate ways? And Batman going, no, I, I think we need to stay together. Right. And that would have been a good way to end it, in yeah. my mind. Yeah, totally. And then the second one starts off with Doomsday comes out. And, and the whole movie then, is them fighting Doomsday. And then, well, no. Superman dies halfway through or so, whatever. When they realize, oh shit, we we need something, and that's when the Justice League gets together. No, it's the problem is Superman is the only one who dies when um, when um, Doomsday dies. But, so he defeating defeating Doomsday is what eventually pushes them over the edge. Yeah. And okay, so you still have Doomsday coming out, right. and then they're, they're trying to find things, and they're like, okay, we need help. Right. I can't do that. Superman going, I can't do this alone. Right. I need help. Right, and then, and then all the other heroes come together. Yeah, and they have like each a little bit of each hero a little bit throughout the movie to build up for the last thirty minutes. Where okay, we're now together. Yeah, and you're fighting as a group. Yeah, fighting as a group. yeah because uh, from what I remember in the original comic, it was Doomsday awoken awakes somewhere, and he's going towards yes. Metropolis. Yeah. So all the people who live outside of Metropolis, they start trying to tackle him first, and then news starts getting, and then yes. so over the course of like say twenty hours. He's slowly making his way across the country, causing havoc, yeah. devastation everywhere he goes. Other heroes are trying to fight him. They get defeated. Some of them, I don't think any of them no die, die, but they but, get, but they get can't beat stop down, crushed, yeah. and discarded, basically, yes. as for So that's what I'm saying. As Doomsday should that have been a fantastic movie. Because movie. then you have it where it's like, okay, the Flash. Mm-hmm. You see him trying to stop Doomsday. Right. Boom! And, you know, uh, Cyborg right. trying to stop right. him. No. All of them trying to do it on their own. You know, and, and then eventually they all get together together at the end. Yeah, and Aquaman sort of painted, like hearing what's going on mm-hmm. in the surface world going, wait, 
he will not stop. Like right. the, if he'll defeat everything, he'll kill everything. Mm-hmm. And then yes, at the and that's where you can introduce Aquaman at the very end, coming out right to aid. To aid. Yeah, that would, see, that, that would totally work. See, this is also where like where I said in the at the end of the movie where Lois Lane throws the spear down the water. Mm-hmm. Don't have it come back at the end of this movie. Right. Have it gone. Right. So at the very end... Yeah, when Doomsday is when being Doomsday fought, being fought, Aquaman, Aquaman comes, comes in. And, but again, he tries to do it himself. Right. Gets beat down like crazy by right. Doomsday. Superman realizes there's only one person who yeah. can get close enough yeah. to take it. Yeah. And that's him. Yeah. And then that's how you end the second Justice League movie. Yes. Where there's... You know there's something... Or again, the first Justice League movie. Sorry, the first Justice League right. movie. And you go, well, who... Set Doomsday free, right? Because it would have been Lex Luthor, right? Like he's he had stuff planned, right? But who set Doomsday free would have been the tie-in to Darkseed, okay? For the second movie, right? And so the the third movie in the series, the second Justice League movie, yes. That see that sounds amazing. That's the movie I would watch. Yeah, and that makes more sense because, like I said, they it it's the same thing they did in like the, well, also Age of Ultron. The first mm-hmm. Avengers movie is well done because they they were. Yeah, they had other stuff planned, but they weren't trying to fit in Ragnarok. They weren't right. trying to fit in Civil War. They right. weren't, like, they're doing too much. Mm-hmm. In this movie, although I liked it, I think it would have been better if they'd left Doomsday to the, and the death of Superman for the second movie. Yes, I totally agree. And Because uh, you, you show Superman being weakened by the, 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 you know, the Spear of Destiny, mm-hmm. the, that, but Lois Lane gives it away. Mm-hmm. Then it's tying up Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Ends there mm-hmm. with like... Uh, even Wonder Woman being involved just to, to you know to step in and say hey dudes like Wonder Woman's the in between between yeah I think she should have been this thing that stopped the battle yeah it shouldn't have been oh my, my mother my mom's name is Martha oh my mom's name is Martha too <laughs> why'd you say the name why'd you say the name why'd you say the name why'd you say, why'd you say the name why'd you say the name okay dude really just, that was like, that was over the top that was just, why you say that why you say Martha why you say Martha yeah, that was a little yeah. so yeah it, tenuous. Whereas because they introduced Wonder Woman and she had an idea knew who had an idea who Bruce Wayne well may not have known who he was but oh I think she knew yeah so there were, she's coming in going dudes you you got to stop this you, yeah. the two of you can't go on something is coming something is coming like Lex yep. you, Lex Luthor is the one yeah Lex Luthor is the bad guy right and and I I didn't like the way Bruce Wayne was so easily manipulated into yes. fighting Superman by yeah. Lex like he's He's subtle, but Bruce Wayne's a smarter and well, better detective. He's supposed, that. That's what he said. He's supposed to be a detective. Like, why didn't I get the like the whole, you know, his buddy committing suicide against Superman? You know, in the in the court. Well, okay, not committing suicide. He didn't know what was going on. Right. But yeah, he should have been able to figure stuff out as of being so manipulated. Mm. You know, it's like. By the way, the second I saw that chair, I'm like, okay, there's a bomb in there. Yeah, it like, was the second I saw Lex Luthor with that chair, I'm like, yeah. It's there's a guarantee there's a bomb in there. Yeah, especially and I was I was there watching with a friend and I was leaning over and like there's a bomb in that chair. He's like, what are you talking about? There's a bomb in that chair. Yeah, trust that's, me. That's, that's and then happen. like less than two minutes later, boom. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a setup. And that was so well done too. And and, um, and Clark's just sitting there going, oh, damn it. Yeah. I should have seen it coming. Yeah. And I mean, everyone they did, around him is they, devastated. They did do well the the god thing of like mm-hmm. you know okay you're you're so powerful mm-hmm. like. Do we oh know? Oh my god, that worship scene is so good. That was well done. That was perfect. Oh, that still gives me goosebumps. And but it also shows you why people would fear him or yeah. hate him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so a lot of those parts I liked. Yeah. But 
this movie has really, really good scenes in it. Yes. Overall, the way they're stitched together yes. maybe can use a bit of work. Exactly. So I, I'd but say it's, it's still a good enough. Movie. Oh no, B it plus. It be exactly B plus. Uh, like I said though, yes, it should have been Wonder Woman coming between the two yeah. of them to like say, hey guys, like there's wake up, there's more here. Or the birth of Doomsday causing them to stop fighting. Yeah, and that's re in the movie. And Dwayne totally predicted, by the way. He's like, no, 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 they're gonna stop their fighting. They'll resolve their conflict, and then Doomsday will come. Yeah, that which is exactly what happened. Which is wrong. You're right. Like Doomsday should have been the one. He, it, Doomsday, birth of Doomsday should have been the catalyst that stopped them. But see, this is fighting. what I'm saying. I think Doomsday should have been saved for the second movie. I agree. That that would make a better story. And then, like, it's sort of like Lex being the main villain and mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what's going on, and then like the whole like. Batman and Superman is what the fight people want to see. Exactly. That's what the movie's want to called. See. Batman vs Superman. It's not called Batman vs Superman until something happens, and then now it's Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman vs. Yeah, Doomsday. exactly. So should, that should have been it, and that should have been the last fight. Yeah. See, that the big one, and yeah. the climax is sort of Wonder Woman going, "Whoa, yeah. there's more here to it. We got to figure things out." Right. Oh, calm Batman, down your fight. Yeah, Batman. Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. I was manipulated. I see it now. Yeah, and then and then that's where Superman goes. My my mother is like. Not the oh my mother's the yeah. same name as yours like my mother's being held by this right. and it's like okay you go stop Lex I'll get your mother right and then boom that's the end of the movie yeah and then they, Superman comes in yeah Lex is like oh I got the plan I don't care you're going to jail right. boom and then and then it's like okay you cut to the scene where Batman visits Lex in the prison sure. and, and but he doesn't do that crazy <laughs> bing bing ding ding yeah. ding it's more like no you still have no idea yeah. what I have done although he wouldn't even need to say it you just have him think it to himself. Well, no, or just sort of, you know, but yeah, but exactly, sort of the, the smile of, they yeah. think this yeah. is it, mm-hmm. they think, they think they have beaten me. Yeah. And yeah, and something like that, That and then close, and then you don't have to do anything. Right. And then the next one is, or better yet, like Marvel does, have the little thing, the clip at the end of the yes. trailer. Or at yes, the end that would have been so done if they had that, and then also, you know, like, the, 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 the sack that Doomsday is in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, just the the claws, the claws coming out, yeah, and, or and anything scream. like that. Yeah. yeah, and then that's it. And then you're like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah. And then that leads you to the the first Justice League movie, right. the second one in the series, where well, it's like technically the third one of this in the movie yeah. because this is technically Superman two. Yes, but then that's what I mean. You lead into yeah. that, and it's boom, Agreed. Doomsday waking up, yep. not in Metropolis, right, but somewhere somewhere else, else exactly. On the other side of the country. In fact, should be on the other coast altogether. Yeah, and, the, and then tears a swath exactly, of the Exactly, and that's where you get to see Flash. Superman. Flash. Cyborg. Right. You know, Aquaman. The scenes of Aquaman are with the spear, of you know, the Kryptonian spear going, look what we found. Right. Oh. That could be useful. Yeah. You know, and then that, and like I said, then... Or him getting news from his followers. Yeah. People coming up to him going, my lord. We've heard news from the surface dwellers. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. And then, yeah, then you have the whole fight where the heroes realize they were not tough mm-hmm. enough. So they, they, they see where he's going. They regroup. Batman, Batman being the one to connect them all up. Yes. Going, okay, you're not strong enough on your own. Yeah. We need to regroup. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. No, you failed. Yeah. We have to Come do this. to Metropolis. Come to Metropolis. We will do it together. Yeah. And then he's the one who brings them all together. Yeah. And, and, then, and in fact, it should be Batman who puts them together. Yeah, exactly. one group. And then Superman's like, no... Me, me, Superman. You guys can't take this. You know, you know I'm like not that way, but just the way it's like Superman's like, no, no, you guys got beaten up. Yeah. And Batman going, no, You're, no, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna risk your lives. Yeah. I will do it myself. And then he gets 
beat up for a while until mm-hmm. Aquaman comes up with the spear, mm-hmm. and you know he's like, "I'm going to help you guys because, mm-hmm. you know, it's end of world otherwise." Right. He can't do it. Superman sacrifices himself, dies, and that's how you end, end the second movie mm-hmm. with the death of Superman after mm-hmm. Doomsday. Everyone doing the ah, lamenting, the whole shebang, and then that beep. And that would be the second, like the very end, like yeah. after the notes everything, you just yeah. say a little beep. Yeah. And that's it. And then it's like the third one where Darkseid comes in. Yeah. That would be an amazing trilogy of movies that I would definitely watch. Yeah. And like I said, much cleaner. You don't have all the other stuff that's going on. Just So my question is, we're not really that smart. No. And yet we come up with this amazing storyline. Why can't they? Because they're trying to do too much in one shot. Yes. Um, now, did you also like, though, there's another spoiler... Did you see the movie that was coming out at the beginning of what movie was play, starting Wednesday? No. Nope. Excalibur. For the Bruce Wayne yeah. thing? When they're coming out of the theater, mm-hmm. starting Wednesday, Excalibur. Yeah. And what does that mean? Movie Excalibur. Do you never see Oh, that? our favorite movie Excalibur? Our favorite okay. movie Excalibur. Because okay. it came out in 1981. Oh, Okay. So they're like, they did a little tie-in. Okay. They didn't show Mark of Zorro, though, as the movie that was being played. Right, that was the, that was the movie that was playing yeah. when Batman was yeah, All it had was coming out. Right. So I'm like, I don't know if they didn't put Mask of Zorro because that wasn't out then. And, uh, but I don't know. But anyways, overall, people, a B plus. I still think Marvel does it better. Sorry, not Age of Ultron. I'll give yeah. Age of Ultron a B plus as well because they do too much. But the very first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. much better. Um, again, because I, th- I think DC's trying to, too hard to catch up to Marvel. Right. So they feel they're, that, they're, they're condensing it into as few movies as possible. Yeah. So we'll see how the, the first, I guess would be technically the first Justice League movie does. Mm-hmm. Now, Ben Affleck as Batman uh, as a standalone movie. I don't know if that would work or not. I'd be fine with it. Uh, but again, it, like the fact that he uses a lot of guns and kills people in this movie, I, no, I can handle it because, as they're explaining, it's been 20 years. Right. The criminals, like he says, they're like weeds. You get rid of one, right. another one's there. And after Superman, the, the destruction of Metropolis and that, he's like, fuck, fuck it. it. You know? I'm going to be darker and grittier and, right. you know. And I really liked, like we were talking earlier about fight scenes and, and what we liked about the movie. I really liked when Superman gets gets hit with the kryptonite bombs. Yes. And then he's totally weak, and he's fighting, and he's fighting, and he's getting the shit kicked out of him. And then slowly you yeah, see yeah, it wear off. Well, it's like the punch. Yeah, is punches, punch, and then just, punch, and then, and then punch, and, and then, then nothing. oh, nothing. Oh, God. And then, like, oh, shit, I just hurt my hand because I punched a freaking concrete wall. That was so well done. That was, actually, no, that was perfect because it was like, yeah, the, the, the weak, and then you'd see the weakness wearing off, mm-hmm. and it was just all of a sudden, yeah, the bat, Batman realizes, uh-oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> and then he goes flying across the Yeah, room. and he gets the shit. And Superman's like, dude, if I wanted you dead, yeah. you would be over. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, what people don't realize is he never really goes 100%. No, that's where... He's probably only ever going like 40, 50%. Yeah, except max. against dead, dead... Except against Doomsday. Doomsday. But we're also in Infamous when he goes... Like, he shows people what is true... In, in, right. Um, now, the thing is also, yeah, Batman kills a lot of people here. He really kind of does. He gets, a, he gets into fuck these tons of people. Like, he's blowing people up. Yeah. He's causing explosions. Yeah. He's shooting people with fucking machine yeah. guns. Um, and that I wasn't too sure about. It's like... But again... Okay, dude, I laughed when the two guys he's fighting in the other end pull out knives to go after him. I'm like, right. really? <laughs> really? <laughs> what, 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 are, are you nuts? 
Here, take the knife and just throw it at him, okay? Just like put it on the ground. Like here, I'll, I'll, I'll knock my here. Let me hammer my head against a concrete wall myself. Why are you pulling a knife and go against Batman? It's like he's been fighting for twenty years. You knew who the fuck he is. Right. It's not like oh, I don't know who this Listen, guy. Is. Everyone thinks they're going to be the guy that takes him down, though. Yeah. Everyone wants that uh, the street cred, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Taking down Superman ain't gonna happen, but t- you can take down Batman, and yeah. you get a lot of street cred. Sure. He's he's only human after all. And then oh, and you were talking about the tie-in to the death of Jason Todd, right? Because in the Batman thing, there is the little spray-painted one. Yeah. They, he, so in his um, Batcave, you see uh, a bat uniform or a bat uh, outfit with. Joker's sprawl, scrawl. Ha ha ha! I don't remember exactly what so it says, but you yeah, can't protect so, your family. Yeah, that leads. That's a tie-in directly to Death in the Family. Yeah, which is another really good graphic novel in the Batman universe. Probably my third favorite. Yeah, behind Dark Knight Batman. Returns and then uh, Killing, Joke? Killing Joke. Yeah, so those are good ones. All right, I think we've. I think we've exhausted uh, what we think about the Batman versus Superman movie. So. We'll just say thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope and you also enjoyed the movie as much, or maybe even more than we did. Yeah. If you did, let us know. And uh, we'll see you on the fiftieth. We'll see you hopefully on the fiftieth anniversary on the thirtieth. Yeah. <laughs> on the thirtieth for the fiftieth. <laughs> Good night.